Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I don't collect a lot of things. One of the things I do have a fine collection of is autographed Major League Baseballs. But nowhere near what our next guest has. This is Zach Hampel. Zach, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'm uh, very intrigued by you. I'm a guy who collects baseballs. I got a couple hundred of them. And uh, then I saw that you have over 8,000 that you have gotten on your own from baseball fields. And I can't imagine how how a guy your age has managed to get more balls than most people will ever see in a lifetime. Well, I should admit that uh, the number 8,000 that's been thrown around does include batting practice. It's not like I've caught 8,000 home runs or foul balls during games. Well, that's what I said. Originally, when it came out, I'm like, he, he knows where to go. He's clearly a guy that's probably getting him from batting practice. But still, still, that's a lot of balls. Yeah, I've gotten 32 home runs during games, uh, 159 foul balls during games. And I once got a ground rule double in the 2000 in Toronto, hit by David Justice. So oh, there you go. That is great. Okay, so let me ask you, uh, what was the first home run ball you had? The first one ever was hit by Mike Stanley, who was a catcher on the Yankees in 1992. Yankee Stadium, the old stadium, was very empty back then, and I was hanging out on the short porch at right field. And uh, he just hit a ball into an empty section. I mean, imagine an empty section at Yankee Stadium now. Yeah. And two other guys were chasing it down, and it kind of took a lucky ricochet away from them, and they didn't see it. And I cut through a row and, you know, just grabbed it off the ground, and it was an amazing feeling. I mean, that's, that's kind of like a meaningless home run in the grand scheme of things, and I've gotten some big ones since then. But I remember that moment very clearly 23 years later, and what a thrill. Were you there to try and catch a home run ball? Like, did you have your glove with you, or was it just a random thing, and you're like, hey, I'm going to try and get that? Oh, no, I I have always brought my glove to games except for one game ever where I was out for the day already, and then I found out that I was free, went to Yankee Stadium, and I ended up in the first aid room with an ice pack. I remember Roberto Kelly hit a batting practice home run at me. I jumped as high as I possibly could for it out in left field, and the ball hit the tips of my fingers on my right hand, and uh, my my middle knuckle swelled up to about twice the size. Wow. Thought, Forget this. I don't need to prove anything to anybody. I'm not a tough guy. Yeah. I'm my glove from now on. So, so yeah. now I've been there in Yankee Stadium for batting practice, the old stadium, and if you go there early enough and you just hang out in that right field porch, you can get a bunch of, uh, of uh, balls that go over that fence. So that's a pretty good spot to stay in. So if you're a New York guy... You know where to go. How old of a man are you? I'm 37. So you've been doing this for a while, and you, how young did you start? I went to my first game when I was six, but I didn't get my first ball until I was 12, and I didn't really start getting into it until I was 14. That's when my parents reluctantly gave me permission to ride the subway here in New York City to game by myself, even at night. And uh, I went to about 80 baseball games in 1992, and I've been keeping up a pace somewhat like that ever since. 
Before the A-Rod ball, what would you say is the most valuable ball that you have? Uh, the most valuable ball that I've caught that I don't have prior to A-Rod is Mike Trout's first career home run. Um, I caught that in Baltimore in 2011, and I gave it back to him after the game. No questions asked except just to be the person who handed, to, handed it back to him myself. Uh, I, think, I really think that if I still had that ball and if I spent that one and the A-Rod ball to auction, I think they're both six-figure balls, and I think the Mike Trout ball would, would outsell A-Rod by a long shot. When you, how appreciative was Trout when you gave it back to him? He was quite appreciative. I mean, uh, I feel like players' first career home run balls almost always get returned. That's just like... It's, I don't want to say expected because if you're a fan and you bought a ticket and you get a ball, it's yours. You can do whatever you want with it. So there's no right or wrong thing to do. You don't owe anybody anything. But I'd say, you know, 99% of the time when a guy hits his first home run, it's like the kid is young. He hasn't made a zillion dollars yet in his career. You know, just give him the ball and, you know, maybe they'll give you something in return or sign that or so it was like it was a very low key situation with Trout, even though I knew that he was the number one prospect in all of baseball, rated higher than Bryce Harper. And I knew I mean I was even thinking then, if he's as good as they say he's gonna be, you know, in twenty five years when he's being inducted into the Hall of Fame, this ball could be, you know, priceless. Yeah. But still I was just like at the time he was a nineteen year old who was batting one seventy nine and his whole family was there and it was just like, Yeah, sure, you can have the ball. Uh, I think that's that's cool of you to do that to do the uh, to give him the first ball back, but I I, I wonder uh, if you know a ball is worth six figures like the A Rod ball. Uh, did the fact that uh, that it's A Rod figure into like would you have given Jeter back his ball? I think I would have handled the Jeter situation the same way, except without any negative comments that I initially made about A-Rod. You know, I kind of got swept up in the whole controversy thing with him, and I've had a lot of mixed emotions about him over the years. So, in retrospect, I wish I had just kept my mouth shut, but, no, if I caught Jeter's ball, I still would have wanted to leave the stadium with it that night, take it home, enjoy it, think about it, consider all my options. Uh, And there would have been some people then, like there are now, who think I'm a jerk for not immediately handing it over. And there would have been a ton of people out there who would have said, you know, this is great. Like, you don't owe him anything. Take it, keep it, sell it, you know, think about it, do whatever you want. So I realize this is a, the type of situation where you can't please everybody no matter what you do. I uh, Let me tell you, if I caught A-Rod's ball and they said it might be worth, I mean, there's some auctioneers saying, could we get $500,000? But let's just say it's worth $100,000. I make a pretty good living, but an extra $100,000, I got two kids. There's a possibility if I got A-Rod's ball that I might take it and sell it. But at the same time, I'm such a fan, if I would have got Jeter's ball, I would have cut some sort of deal to give him the ball back. I would have wanted to uh, go, and I've met him a couple of times, but I still would have wanted to go down there, give him the ball, and uh, maybe get a jersey or something like that in exchange for it, have him sign another ball, and and done that. But if it was A-Rod's, I probably would have kept it just to sell it. Fair enough. I mean, again, if, if you're the one that gets it, you can do whatever you want, and... I do think, though, that uh, it's, it's easy to say what you would do, and, you know, this is not meant as an attack on you, but for all the people out there, it's very easy, you know, when you're behind your keyboard and you don't have the ball in your hand, it's very easy to, to make judgments and uh, proclamations about what the guy who got the ball should or shouldn't do and what you would do with it. Well, until you're actually holding it and, you know, you're getting hundreds of text messages 
many, many hundreds of emails, blog comments, YouTube comments, Reddit comments, yeah. smoke signals. I mean, the, the, the <laughs> amount of people who've gotten in touch with me to make offers to just buy it outright, to market this, career opportunities, you know, to write about it and get paid. There's just so many ways to play this and all the charitable options as well, which I'm now strongly considering. What's been, the, uh, what's been the best offer so far financially? You mean just like an actual dollar amount that yep. someone wanted like, to pay? Are private owners calling you and, and and saying, "Hey, I'll give you, I'll give you fifty grand for it, sixty grand for it"? Uh, I had someone on Twitter, so I don't know how reliable it is. Offer three hundred thousand, um, uh-huh. but who knows? Who knows about that? But I've had several offers, you know, above a hundred thousand, and I've had a couple other people say, "Please give me a chance to beat any legitimate offer that you receive." And I've had uh, some auction houses tell me. You know, anywhere from fifty thousand, which seems ridiculously low, up to half a million dollars. And uh, I don't know. I mean, there was a McGuire home run ball in nineteen ninety eight that sold for a little more than three million. And of course, the market has come down since then. But if you think about the fact that there have only been three home runs ever hit on a on a player's three thousand hit, and the first two that were Wade Boggs and Derek Jeter were given back to the players by the fans who caught them. I am in possession of the only 3,000-hit baseball in history. So controversy or no controversy, that's a very special item. And, you know, it has been fun to consider all the options to sell it and just to let my mind run wild and think about how much it could bring. I still am considering the charity angle. Um, You know, I've had a few meetings with the Yankees. and um, Yeah, give give me that. What are the Yankees saying to you? Well, initially they offered me all kinds of, up, which is very generous, and I told them, you know, thanks but no thanks. The baseball itself is worth more to me than anything you could possibly offer. Like, what do they offer you? I heard they wanted to give you a, a press conference and uh, autograph stuff and all that. Like, what's the best thing? What was the one thing that they you said, oh, maybe that's pretty good? You know, I mean, the idea of having a press conference at Yankee Stadium is definitely fun, but then again, I've, I've gotten more media attention for my baseball collection over the years than, than I really deserve. Um, it, you know, all the stuff that they offered was appealing on some level, but it really wasn't until they offered to potentially make a huge donation to my favorite children's baseball charity that I thought, huh, okay. Because, you know, before that, I was thinking that if I do sell the ball, I'm definitely going to give some money to charity. So, you know, now there might be a way that the Yankees donate to the charity. They still hook me up with a bunch of stuff. They get the ball for A-Rod. You know, everybody comes out feeling happy and good about this. And, um, you know, that that's sort of the direction that things are going right now. But, you know, if, if the talks fall apart or if they make an offer that the charity isn't satisfied with and I'll let the charity decide, then I guess I'd have to move on and, and look elsewhere. Smart. If you're interested in selling it, Smart Move, taking it home, I think. I, I, I wondered what your what your plan was. Like, you never thought about keeping it forever and just staring at it, right? You got 9,000 other balls to do that to. Not 9,000 yet. Give me another season or two. But, um, no, I absolutely did consider keeping the ball forever because it is the most cherished ball and, and baseball snagging moment of my life, which for a normal fan who's only snagged a few or none, it's like you've nothing to compare it to. Yeah. But, you know, people are saying, well... A-Rod deserves it. He spent his whole year, his whole life, you know, training for this and playing baseball. Listen, I've been going to games longer than A-Rod has been playing in them, and this is what I do. So, you know, 
yeah, it, on some level, if, if you had to quantify it, I'm sure it would be worth more to A-Rod. But don't say that it's not worth anything to me. I mean, this is like, sure. you know, for better or worse, this has been my life for the last 25 years or so. No, let me ask you. I know you've written books, but what do you, what do, you do for a living? Uh, you're right. Yeah, I've written three baseball books. Um, lately, I've been working at my family's bookstore in New York City. It's the oldest independent bookstore in New wow. York. Okay. It's called, called the Argosy. Um, people should come visit. It's right near Bloomingdale's. And, uh, yeah, it's six floors, and uh, there's a whole floor of autographs and a whole floor of prints and maps and antique books and leather bindings. And, you know, I've been cataloging a lot of this stuff and sort of working on the website. And sometimes I answer the phone. Sometimes I ring up people at the cash register. But it's, it's fun hanging out with my family in a cool place like that. The hours are flexible. So when 4 o'clock rolls along and the weather is nice and, you know, I know that the Yankees or the Mets are getting ready for batting practice, I just tell my family, well, see, I got to go. And they're fine with that. I just don't get paid for the last two hours of the day. But <laughs> that's worth it. Oh, uh, look, I, I think that you're living a, a dream life that most kids wish you could just hop on the Ford train at 4 o'clock and go to... Any game? Do you uh, are you thinking about retiring, uh, getting baseball? Since I mean that is like you said, that's the biggest one probably in your lifetime that you'll ever get that anyone would ever get. Are you going to retire now or no? Hell no. <laughs> uh, some people have suggested that, but I've already been to three games since then oh. and uh, snagged a bunch of balls. You know, nothing during games, but I've gotten a, a bunch of BP balls since then. Uh, at this point, I feel like I have to keep going at least until I get to 10,000. Wow. At the current pace that I'm on, will probably take another, like, three or four years. Right. Um, and there's just still other things that I want to see and do and accomplish. Like, I've always wanted to catch a World Series home run. I've always wanted to catch an All-Star Game home run. You know, the Atlanta Braves are going to be opening their new stadium in a few years. I definitely want to visit that. I'm hearing that Major League Baseball might open next season in London or at some other location overseas. So I definitely want to keep visiting new stadiums. So no, I don't want to quit doing this when I'm having the most fun ever. And I'm, I'm really the best at it now that I've ever been. Just all the instincts and, and tricks that I've developed. I'm better ever right now at judging fly balls than I've been. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't want to walk away from this at my peak. So to say. That's so funny you say judging fly balls because no matter where I sit, Wherever there's a foul ball, I'm like, there he goes. That's my ball. I'm <laughs> yeah. getting that one's mine. It's uh, three sections yeah, over. Yeah, <laughs> this is Zach Campbell. He uh, caught A-Rod's 3,000th hit. He's holding on to it. I hope you cash in big. You seem like a good kid. I hope you cash in big. I hope you give some money to charity, and you keep going with your collection. What's your What's your personal favorite? It may not have uh, a lot of financial value to it, but what what is your personal favorite? Um, Besides this probably. one. Probably... Yeah, probably the last Mets home run ever at Shea Stadium. Wow, you got that one in, in two thousand eight. That's awesome. And, um, I, I you yeah. you have to look. I look at at mine. I have. I mean, I only have a couple hundred of them, but a lot of mine are are, are signed. Most of them are signed balls, and I have some that are worth nothing to people, like a Rick Cerrone ball. You couldn't buy for you can get for nine bucks. But uh, having that and him being a catcher when I was a kid, I love that. I have a uh, an autographed uh, ball, a game used ball from when David Wells pitched uh, started the All Star game in um, uh, Arizona, and the stitching is is the color of the Diamondbacks. It's pretty cool. Just uh, yeah. those, those little things that you dig if you uh, if you have a lot of balls. Well, I'm happy for you. I hope you make a bundle of money on it. If it was Jeter, I might be giving you a hard time, but uh, but being that it's a Rod, I think that uh, he's got enough cash, and you should probably make a little yourself. 
Well, I caught a Jeter home run in 2012. That's also one of my cherished baseballs. I caught a Barry Bonds home run in 2006. That was number 724 for him. But yeah, I hear you. There's a lot of baseballs that mean a lot to me that would probably sell for about $3 on eBay. Yeah. Uh, I've never, I've never sold a ball in my life. And, uh, you know, I may or I may not with this A-Rod thing, but I, I just kind of feel like whatever I want to do, ultimately it's my ball and my decision. Um, and, you know, there's been a lot of negativity out there, a lot of false accusations about how I plow down kids in the bleachers and trample <laughs> people. And uh. it's just, that's just not how it goes. Um, you know, all the haters are coming out and, you know, I just wish that people would be a little more patient and understanding that I'm just sitting on the biggest decision of my life right now. Any players just like you, anybody, any players recognize you and they're like, don't give any balls to the Hample kid. <laughs> I've been recognized by a ton of players over the years. Uh, there were really some snotty ones back in the day, especially on the Mets in the 1990s. There was one guy named Rick Reed, a pitcher on the Mets, who would actually stand on the foul line during batting practice just to prevent me from scooping up any of the, the ground balls that hooked into foul territory. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've dealt with crap like that over the years, mostly at security guards who are rude to me and make up all kinds of rules to prevent me from getting balls. But I get along pretty well with everybody now, and uh, there have been some players who are super cool. Jeremy Guthrie, you know, was tweeting about me and sent me a direct message to say congrats. And I, I became friends with Heath Bell over the years who, who knew about my collection and would continue to throw me baseballs and save me commemorative balls when he was on the road. Uh, that's and, pretty uh, cool. Yeah, so I've had a good time with it, for sure. All right, well, look, cash in, make big money, and uh, we'll continue to watch you go after 10. I am telling you, you will hear Zach again in the next year or two. He's going to get right. somebody else's big ball, and he's going to be the most famous ball getter in all of New York. Hey, good talking to you, my man. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks a lot, you guys. I appreciate it. All right, pal. Take it easy. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.